Guys, we uh, in the in the last since the last time we recorded, two very big uh, events have have transpired. Delicious dinners on probably all of our parts. We probably all had some <laughs> lovely meals. What two events are you referring? to? I was to? more talking about nine eleven. <laughs> they did it again. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't going away, folks. Happy birthday, Sean. Yeah, happy birthday, Sean. <laughs> yeah. And the death of a queen. <laughs> That's right. A queen died. The queen is goddamn dead. It's amazing the British people you see on Twitter that actually do uh, support the monarchy. It's so much whatever. more it's very funny. So many more people than I expected would do that. Oh, absolutely. But also on my uh, my fake Facebook account, I used exclusively <laughs> oh, yeah. to follow and join conservative groups. We for have to content. take a dive into this account at some point. I was scrolling through it earlier, and Ben Shapiro, a huge supporter of the monarchy now, I guess. Because <laughs> they're racist. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess <laughs> you're right. That is what the culture war problem is there right yeah, now. Yeah, he's like, they're right to be racist. Uh, <laughs> I'm racist, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know how uh, people uh, get all epic because... Uh, Castro couldn't be killed by, like, you know, 9 million CIA assassination attempts. By poison expert Sidney Gottlieb, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the, uh, all the annoying royalists should be like that against the IRA now. <laughs> like, we got her. 200 car bombs. You guys <laughs> killed Princess Diana, not her. We promise. <laughs> yeah. They should claim that. That'd be pretty good. Also on Facebook, from... um. <laughs> Some of the best accounts I have, my 900, like, friends from Nigeria. <laughs> this is something else entirely. Get ready. Okay. This boy's name is Youssef Ibrahim. After getting a smartphone and using the internet, thereby following atheist pages, he lost <laughs> his faith and converted to atheist. We argued, and I tried my best to convince him to turn back to Islam. Okay. But he wouldn't listen. He threatened to spit on the Quran. He did, and he <laughs> sent me the video as he did. <laughs> I prayed to God to deal with him, and by the next day when he woke up, this is what Allah turned him into. <laughs> and it's just a picture of a guy with a beak, like a Toucan Sam beak. They should serve as a lesson and deterrent to those who would in the future try to desert the religion. <laughs> That's so sweet. Don't spit on the Quran, folks. No, that rocks. Uh, this guy is your buddy on here? Uh, yeah, this is my friend. <laughs> oh, speaking of 9-11, something we mentioned earlier, then quickly moved away from, Doug Mastriano, mm. Republican candidate for governor of the wonderful state of Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and... Um, Riding the coattails of a Martin's Potato Roll-based yes. empire. As we covered. On 9-11, posted that he had alarms set on his phone <laughs> labeled, like, North Tower struck, 846 a.m. <laughs> South Tower struck, 9.03 a.m. Pentagon <laughs> struck, 9.37 a.m. <laughs> you have to be able to Whoa. individually mourn all the separate happenings of the day. Are you telling me he doesn't have a, a notification for Flight 93? Yeah. He doesn't oh, have he a notification does. for Building 7? 1007, Flight 93 crashes in Pennsylvania. <laughs> How about Building 7? Building 7? Uh, no, notably oh, not on Oh, hold list. on. Why isn't Doug Mastriano talking about Building 7? I am reasonably surprised that Doug Mastriano acknowledges the 9-11 even happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was a psychic event put onto this nation. <laughs> Uh, have you guys seen the video of Kyle Rittenhouse and his, 
What did he, what did he do? The latest blonde this? woman yeah. who's decided she wants to make a career in conservative politics <laughs> yeah. and yeah, yeah, is yeah, dating yeah. him. Oh, no. And making TikToks where he's just singing along. Yeah, she's like an Instagram baddie or whatever, and I guess she probably slid into his DMs like, this guy's got a lot of followers and he's ugly, so <laughs> there's no way I can strike out. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, they they post all over TikTok, just like really cutesy couple stuff. Someone, why, why no, I can't say that. Why can't you say it? I, I can't say someone. Why because hasn't anyone woke cancel culture? Why, I, you're right. Why hasn't anyone <laughs> against him? Cancel me, <laughs> Danny. No, sort, you're right. Sort that, that out. Be. Sort that out in the edit. As, <laughs> as, Let me tell you. Yeah, they are. He does have some fucked up, like, blood-filled hands. His hands, DeSantis's hands are, like, stiff and dead. Charles's are, like, so full of blood that his fingers twisted out. No, they look like Mm. uh, fucking Mitch McConnell's hands. (laughs) They probably have the same thing wrong with them. Mitch McConnell's probably, like, fifth in line to the throne. You're (laughs) right. Somehow he's negotiated that. (laughs) Yeah. He's ahead of, like, he's definitely ahead of Andrew now. <laughs> I think Andrew got called up again. Really? I think I read that. I thought he was beat because no one protects a mother or no one protects a son like their mother. <laughs> and, you know, now now that she was gone, he was, like, relegated to the high tower or whatever. But he, he gets to dress in his military Well, Charles is, shit. like, 72, right? So let's be generous. And he lives to be 87 despite, like, you know, British spine that, crumbling man. disease or whatever. Yeah, no, it is that all yeah, I can totally see that. Degenerative disorder. Yeah, exactly. BDD. Before he, he, the like the teeth of the monarchs never stop yeah. growing. <laughs> they get bigger and bigger until they crush their skulls. Please file them down for me, please. <laughs> it's gonna split my head. Yeah. So before that happens, at, uh, at the ripe old age of like eighty-seven or whatever. Yes. And someone else gets to be the new monarch. Well, remember when the guy Isn't that it like Andrew or Harry basically. Uh. A lot of people I've met uh, or know in in life are insisting that it's going to be the baby. He is second. The George George the third is second to the throne. There should He's be second. like a That's Joffrey so Baratheon type uh, king of England. I think this. I think there's like a, a kid who could be him if he gets like a bad personality. Well, no, okay, so it's uh, fucking the old guy right now with the big hands, and then he is going to bite. You know, he's going to bite it. And, and then, then I think it's Randy Andy. I no, no. And then next. it's uh, William. Who's William? William is the guy that married Kate Middleton. He's, like, balding. He sort of just William. looks like a like a very standard, like, I don't know. He looks like a cyclist. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's what that I mean? guy. He does look like a cyclist. Yeah. And then his son is George the Third. That's the little gay kid. And he, that kid, would be next in line to the king once his dad. Which, like you said, will happen in, like... 10 years but the thing is remember the guy that looked like a wither skeleton that died like a year ago yeah prince philip uh, prince philip yeah yeah that guy was like 100 and 
130 or something. Yeah, 130. <laughs> his family was by right of conquest the lords of the Philippines. That's why his name's <laughs> Philip. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the number one podcast on the left exposing the right's hibernophobia. I am your host, Irish Joe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get it. <laughs> uh, I'm Diet Danny. That's something. And I'm Googling what hibernophobia is. <laughs> Hibernia, uh, isn't that Ireland? And I need not apply. <laughs> yeah. I did not apply, baby. We have a wonderful show for you folks this week, and we are starting off in the mainstream media. Oh, yeah. As Boomer Death Squad has been picked up as an official arm of uh, the Canadian Broadcasting System. What does CBS stand for? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That. (laughs) We're now officially a Canadian (laughs) state-run podcast to sow disinformation in the United States for a coming... uh, Mm -hmm. Conquest. Mm-hmm. I'm Philadelphia Joe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you know, like the, the guys they had in Vietnam who were like on the radio, like surrender now, Yankee scum. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I want to do that. The the peacock calls at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, like we said, uh, we're getting into a little bit of mainstream news. In fact, uh, it's uh, tri-state area news. Um, our our neighbors to the northwest. Yeah, I don't claim Pittsburgh, but no, let's get into no, it. no, no, no. We're it's this is Philly's country, uh, but uh, yeah. So we we've got an article titled uh, "Armed Man Wearing Clown Wig Said He Wanted to Kill All Democrats" by Chris Hoffman in CBS Pittsburgh. More like it, the clown thing. <laughs> They were presumably Democrats. It was Maine or something. That's Let's so get true. Yeah. They're Stephen <laughs> King characters. Of course they're Democrats. Delmont, Pennsylvania. A Westmoreland County man is facing several charges after police said he wanted to, quote, kill all Democrats. Jan Staywovey, <laughs> 61. Yo, <took> Staywovey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a completely, like... What kind of last name is that? <laughs> California. Yeah. Uh, took 61 took a loaded gun into Delmont Dairy Queen, and police said the quick action of an officer saved lives. There was just... <laughs> it, the Dairy Queen was full of cops, like, at every <laughs> seat. Yeah. There's, there's a cop station there, like the DMV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's Pittsburgh, the only industry. In, this is technically the only grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Five-mile radius. There's a pl- Frosties for dinner. It's the combination uh, DQ police station. It was Saturday, September 10th, uh, is when Delmont police said, Stay Wovey, I'm sure I'm saying that right, walked into a Dairy Queen on uh, State Route 66 in a yellow safety vest, uh, vest and rainbow clown wig. Callers told police he had a gun. Within a minute, Officer Gregory Stoll was there. <laughs> that is the name of a Pennsylvania cop who is within a minute of a Dairy Queen. <laughs> yes, yes, very true. Uh, multiple people were inside the DQ at the time, and police say the group of people, including several with intellectual disabilities, were heading inside. <laughs> Bless you. Um... <laughs> That's terrible, but I feel like that's an unnecessary. They're, they're, it's they're, a very they're, 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 they're trying, they're trying to make to his uh, shooting attempt. Yeah, worse. I'll tell you what—they're painting a picture. 
He was going to kill a lot of people, and some of them were even intellectually disabled. It's very cool to start your uh, your jihad, your holy war against Democrats in a Dairy Queen walk-in <laughs> threatening to kill all Democrats. And they're just like... How many Democrats are in there? Yeah, just just like four disabled people and the people <laughs> helping them. <laughs> That's a Republican establishment, too, Dairy Queen. Yeah. Chuck Grassley's always pulling up to Dairy Queen. Oh, yeah, that's where he gets his lovely cones. <laughs> uh, police found a loaded forty caliber handgun and ammo on him. Uh, Stay Wovey allegedly told police he was undercover and he was, quote, Working to restore pre- Trump to President King of the United States. He had a forty caliber handgun? That's correct. Holy shit, that's some Israel shit if I've ever <laughs> heard it, my friend. Uh, he said he was armed. He said he was armed to kill uh, uh, Democrats and liberals and to protect himself from drug traffickers. Investigators got a search warrant and found two more guns in his car along with 62 rounds of ammo. Now, around this time when I read this for the uh, first time, I was like... You know what? Uh, I bet this guy has got some sort of burner phone with an FBI uh, agent's phone number. He's been in contact at least once or twice. <sighs> They've spoken. He said he was armed too, like he was, he was armed by somebody. This is this is what I'm taking from this. I've been outfitted with the latest technologies in killing Democrats. <laughs> Uh, in looking at Stay Wovey's Facebook page, he has a history of outbursts and threats. In the past two years, Stay Wovey has been asked to leave two different congregations in Westmoreland County leading up to Saturday's arrest. Both sent him letters that say he had outbursts and was threatening. It's hard to get banned from church, right? <laughs> Typically. It's gotta be. He must just be dressing like the Joker and yelling <laughs> about a reckoning there, too. <laughs> Uh, the New Stanton Assembly of God asked him to leave their congregation in August of last year and not come back to their property. <laughs> their letter recommended he get some professional help. Their pastor told KDKA's Chris Hoffman on the phone they have not had contact with Stay Wovey since he left, and they are praying for him. Okay, so that was only uh, the first church that uh, kicked him out of <laughs> congregation in the last, like, two months. Uh, praying for him too well, so he got divine armor, and that's why he uh, <laughs> did his assault <laughs> on Dairy Queen, the center of liberal power. If it was Dairy King, <laughs> it would be conservative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then, just on Friday, he got a letter from Baron Run, uh, Baron Run United Methodist Church in Smithton. Their letter says he uh, showed up to their church in a clown costume and scared congregants. Oh, it's literally what I said. (laughs) (laughs) They, uh, too, recommended he get some professional help. Uh, Stay Wovey called both of these letters love letters. (laughs) Dude, this guy's twisted. They love me. Uh, he also had photos showing his support for the former president, and he even had a post saying, Civil War in 2024? <laughs> nice rhyme there. That is a cute nursery rhyme. I remember <laughs> singing that one as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Stay Wovey is not in jail yet, but he is in custody. I, I love this <laughs> distinction. I like to think that, like, a... Uh, a cop has captured him like a knight would, and he's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's leading him around. He's yeah, <laughs> he's handcuffed to a bench in a precinct somewhere. Yeah. Uh, he is currently waiting for his pre- uh, preliminary arraignment for the charges of terroristic threats, carrying without a license, person not to 
a person not to possess slash use firearms and disorderly conduct. This guy managed to get on a list in Pennsylvania yeah, where they said guns. you can't have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he He's... got guns. I, I, I don't know. I think my uh, well, informant. Still Pennsylvania. My still Pennsylvania. Theory. You just go out back to the gun show as opposed to the right. gun store. Okay. Also definitely an informant still. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Uh, the quick actions of Officer Stoll saved lives, according to the Delmont Police Chief. His department trains for active shooter situations, and, their de- <laughs> and his department used their training to prevent one. The officer was honored by Westmoreland County District Attorney Nicole Ziccarelli on Tuesday night. She thanked him for his quick response to the situation. Hey, thank yeah. you very much, officer. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, that was pretty good quick thinking on your feet. Yeah, he was awarded a keep outside of Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was given 100 surfs. <laughs> <laughs> on a rocky beach. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, you know, just, just a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, uh, sort of non-political news, right? Even though he was talking about killing Democrats. Uh, we're going to move on to the political news, folks. Uh, we're returning to PJ Media, of course, one of our favorite websites. Yeah, we're going back to the fringe. We're punching right, folks. <laughs> uh, my pillow guy, Mike Lindell, says he was swarmed by FBI in Hardy's drive through <laughs> In my third eye, project and create Mike Lindell's Hardy's order. <laughs> it was probably pretty big. Yeah. The FBI had enough... <laughs> he took long enough to order that the FBI could. <laughs> yeah, run that's why they on got him, him there. <laughs> like Matt said, he ordered one of everything. <laughs> He's like Big Smoke in uh, San Andreas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, of course, by our boy Kevin Downey Jr. <laughs> what up? Yeah, man who does not order one of everything. And he starts it out with um, a sentence that kind of confuses me. Trump crony and pillow meister Mike, Mike Lindell announced on his TV show, The Lindell Report, that the FBI pinned him into a Hardy's drive-thru and took his phone. Is it a TV show? Uh, yeah, called The Lindell Report. I didn't even know. <laughs> we should watch it. It's gotta be on one of those TV channels, like, you know, Eagle News. <laughs> Fox News, but more racist. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I am confused why uh, Kevin Downey Jr. calls Mike Lindell a Trump crony. And the pillow meister. That has a negative connotation. Maybe he like maybe he like thinks it's bad the FBI ran up on him like that, but he also is like Mike Lindell's kind of annoying at this point. I'm mm. guessing that Kamala Harris said something like uh, Republicans are cronies and now it's a badge of honor, but only he remembers that that even <laughs> happened. Hashtag crony. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're hashtag cronies. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, you're actually probably. Yeah, right exactly. About that. It's the Donald Trump goon squad, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, Lindell and a friend uh, were returning from a fishing trip in Iowa and decided to stop at a Hardee's fast food restaurant in Mankato, Minnesota. Hey, not a whole lot of water in Iowa. What's up, man? (laughs) Yeah, where are you fishing? What's up, dude? Uh, And then this is a classic Kevin Downey Jr. segment. Factorama! The really big hearty hamburger consists of three burger patties and packs uh, 1,100 calories. The average person requires 2,000 calories per day. Always padding out the word count. Yep. Very fun fact there. 
Uh, Lindell claims he ordered his food and moved forward when a car pulled in front of him. Lindell told his fishing buddy, it's either a bad guy or the FBI. Another car pulled up on his right, and a third car pulled in behind him. <laughs> it's literally like a scene out of, like, Barry. Yeah, this is why Mike Lindell's brain is like this. <laughs> um, um, imagine you do enough, like, coke to think you are being gang stalked <laughs> at all times and then to have it completely <laughs> justified yeah that's the yeah, to be descended upon on every <laughs> side by people trying to look normal <laughs> <laughs> like in a drive-through too it's just like it's like someone's horror story of their first time smoking weed <laughs> just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you let's go the affable Lynn Dell claims he got out of his car and asked, "Who are you?" <laughs> he's like, he's "I do the... believe that the first thing he does when he is surrounded on all sides by unidentified cars is exit his and be like, hey, <laughs> you gotta move.'" <laughs> Bone saw. Bone saw. Uh, an agent identified himself as being from the FBI. Lindell asked for the FBI's badges. He then asked if they were going to arrest him. They said no. They just wanted to talk. Lindell seemed almost disappointed that they weren't going to take him in. <laughs> I'm, I'm so ready for this shit. I will die for this shit. I'm going to die tonight. You and, the guy's, and the guy just like wants to see his cell phone. <laughs> you don't want to arrest me? You don't think I might have guns in my car? I might have guns in my car. <laughs> uh, the FBI then allegedly asked Lindell questions about people in Colorado and Dominion voting machines. This is an old arc. Uh, after a 10 to 15 minute talk, Lindell claims an FBI agent said, I have bad news. We're taking your cell phone and produced a warrant. Dude, that's just so annoying. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, so this is happening. I have to, uh, um, I have to redownload all my apps. <laughs> I have to reset my Snapchat password. Yeah. Can I please back it up? Can I please back it up real quick? <laughs> we just went fishing. <laughs> uh, are, are we... We're going to return to the fact corner. Factorama. Mike Lindell has been very vocal about his belief that the 2020 election was stolen. He has produced two documentaries about it. Absolute Proof and a sequel, Absolute Interference. Factorama. I own Absolute Proof on DVD. <laughs> nice. Uh, most big chain stores have since stopped selling his wildly popular MyPillow products, which, of course, we knew because Wayne Dupree is constantly telling yeah, us. Yeah, I am the exact kind of, like, rube idiot you could sell a pillow to if you told me that it was <laughs> cold. <laughs> <laughs> and still, nothing. Shitty. You're shitty. You have a shitty, fancy pillow. <laughs> Uh, Lindell supposedly told the agents that he uses his phone to run five companies as well as his hearing aid and can't give it up. He then claimed he called his lawyer who told him to fork it over, which he reluctantly did. He runs five companies from his iPhone? That's some coke shit. <laughs> and his hearing aid, the government can now control what Mike Lindell hears. <laughs> There's uh, like planting seeds in his brain. Oh, man. It's over for him. <laughs> Uh, quote, I want to say this for the record. They are pretty nice guys. <laughs> uh, conservatives are so cool. <laughs> Lindell is one of over 40 Trump associates to get a vi uh, visit from the FBI recently in what appears to be a sweep of Trump's friends, supporters, and associates. Editor's note, help us tell the truth about the corrupt DOJ and FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago as they do everything in their power to stop President Trump. 
Join PJ Media VIP and use the promo code RAID to get 25% <laughs> off VIP membership. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it's the Republican version of when Democrats are like, retweet if you want health care. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use the code RAID. <laughs> right. 9 11 sale. Use the code FREEFALL. <laughs> we are going uh, <laughs> to. We're going to hang up uh, PJ Media for this week, folks. Um, and before we get into this next article, I'd just like to say, Matt, this cricket is not dead. <laughs> I think it's like more of a Jaws 2 situation. You will man. never kill the cricket. I, do you know how I live? <laughs> this cricket has been here for as long as I've known you. Exactly. Well, what happens is eventually, because my room also has no insulation. For those of you who don't know, I live in a cave, folks. Oh, yeah. We wear like sweaters down here in the, in the summer. No, exactly. So I wait for the winter, where at which point the bugs will freeze to death. Right. Because it's so cold <laughs> in here. And then new bugs spawn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> presuming I live, a new bug spawn in the winter <laughs> or the spring. <laughs> presuming I live. Yeah, presuming I don't also freeze to death. You don't think the bugs wouldn't continue if you didn't? Uh, no, nothing will continue once I die. The entire <laughs> world ends. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into this next article here. Uh, this is a new guy that Joe you found right before we started recording. If you're a lawyer, which I think you are, please <laughs> don't sue me. Parody non-actionable. <laughs> Danny found it actually. <laughs> uh, we've got an article called "Stand the Fuck Down or Get Shot." Texas woman arrested for threatening the life of Judge Cannon over Mar-a-Lago order. Uh, this is by Jonathan Turley in jonathanturley.com. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I love first name, last name, I, website. I, I love a man with a blog. <laughs> yeah. man who had to build his own website to post his articles. <laughs> that is really the reality of all of these. All right, uh, so he starts out here. A Texas woman... Uh, Tiffany Gish. <laughs> Tiffany is spelled with an I at the end, folks. This is not a real fucking person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is like the AI-generated people. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first Smashing Pumpkins album. <laughs> uh, Tiffany Gish has been arrested after leaving an unhinged diatribe message for U.S. District Attorney Judge Eileen uh, Cannon that threatened to kill the judge. I think that's Eileen. Eileen Cannon that threatened to kill the judge if she continued to order an independent review of seized material from Mar-a-Lago. According to the federal complaint, Gish used the fake name of Evelyn Salt. <laughs> Come up with a first name, then you're looking around your kitchen where you're making yeah, this call from. Exactly. <laughs> salt. Uh, yeah. Used the fake name I'm of Joe Evelyn Joe Cabinet. <laughs> uh, use the fake name of Evelyn Salt to tell Cannon stand the fuck down or get shot Gish appears uh, unstable but she is precisely the reason why the use of rage politics is so dangerous on both sides of this election <laughs> so true man here's this crazy lady from Texas who's come to do jihad against um, <laughs> the judge who let them raid Mar-a-Lago yeah uh, that he, he gives us a little trigger warning. Warning, this story contains vulgar or offensive language. <laughs> Thank you. We Thank should you. turn back. Yeah. <laughs> we, have to, we have to do that at the beginning of our Yo, I just wish podcast. we could turn back time to the good old days. Yeah. Back before cussing in the internet. Yeah. 
Uh, Gish's alleged voicemails on September 1st, 2022. That's my birthday, folks. And she's fucking issuing threats on And she starts her first... The first thing she says, happy birthday, Danny, comma. (laughs) That's very true, yeah. (laughs) Fuck this judge. (laughs) Okay, this is the first voicemail that she left on... She got this judge's phone number, I guess. (laughs) 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 This is the first uh, voicemail. You're one of those judges who, like, just got appointed, so it didn't even occur to you to, like, get your number (laughs) taken out of the phone number book. Hi, yes, this message is for Eileen Cannon. This is Evelyn Salt. I'm in charge of nuclear for the United States government. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Donald get Trump nuked ha- by fucking <laughs> Evelyn Salt. <laughs> Again, Donald Trump has been disqualified long ago, and he's marked for assassination. You're helping him, ma'am. So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna let you disarm fucking live nukes off your coffee table. <laughs> what's what's up? <laughs> This lady's great. This this lady <laughs> took so many pills. Oh, for sure, man. Hello, this is Madam Evelyn Salt calling from nuclear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just on glorious cocktail of yeah, fucking, yeah. like, rosé and Xanax. <laughs> so, she goes on here. How about you sit on an electric chair a couple times over? You think you've got the magical ability to pop up from the dead? Pretending that you're on the team of justice. Legion of Doom ass bitch. She finished the first call. Yeah, pretending that you're on the team of justice. You're not Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, I told you he's disqualified. He's marked for assassination, and so are you, you stupid bitch. Stand the fuck down or get shot. And guess what? I'm also Trump's hitman, so consider it a bullet to your head from Donald Trump himself. <laughs> I'm Donald Trump's hitman, Evelyn Salt. <laughs> I shoot people with a big gun that shoots bullets that say the word Trump. <laughs> yeah, with rock salt. Yeah. Uh, so the name Evelyn Salt appears to be taken from the 2010 uh, movie Salt with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> 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 the message clearly shows a delusional and disturbed mind. Well, no, it just shows that we haven't kill. made any media for adults since 2010. <laughs> yeah. So, no. so this is the cultural reference for every old person who the internet has <laughs> made want to kill one president or the other. Yeah. Salt. Uh, the threat follows an alleged assassination attempt against Associate Justice Brett uh, Kavanaugh by another unbalanced individual. This is why I have been critical of both President Trump and President Biden <laughs> in their use of rage rhetoric for political gain. Dude, I'm using rage rhetoric to <laughs> politically gain your mom. Ooh. How about that? Um, please don't sue me. <laughs> I, I didn't do that. I'm so sorry. Actually, actually, I said that. Yeah, Danny said that too. <laughs> everything I say, Danny scripts everything we say on this podcast. Yeah. The mastermind. Yeah, he picked him. Me and Matt are struggling actors. <laughs> <laughs> my real name isn't Matt, and he's going to hit me for saying Yeah, that. this isn't my room. This is a cave that we're kept in. <laughs> it's the set. <laughs> uh, President Biden's recent speech is an example of such reckless and inflammatory rhetoric. He has called supporters of President Trump semi-fascist, blah, 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 blah. Uh, former President Trump responded in kind. Such attacks will no doubt serve to rally supporters in both parties, but it will also serve to enrage unstable figures who believe that they are righteous in threatening violence or taking actual violent steps. Yeah, I'm sure the guy who just, like, kept dressing up as a clown and going <laughs> to church 
He was going to be normal if it wasn't for Donald Trump. <laughs> Everything was going to be all right with him. Yeah. This guy's trying to be a peacemaker in the community. He's like, both sides need to call off their shooters. No more no more drilling. We He's need to like, come yo, what if the Bloods and the Crips held hands? Literally. <laughs> uh, the attacks on the judiciary... The attacks on the judiciary from the left are particularly concerning, uh, including Vice President Kamala Harris recently joining those unfairly calling justice activists and attacking their integrity. (laughs) This is on the level of assassination attempts. Dude, it's full lawyer brain because he's like, yeah, dude, the Supreme Court is a non-political actor. These are people above those things. And undermining its... uh, Yeah, they're gods and we're all little ants. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Law professors and lawyers have also fueled this rage with unsupported attacks on our constitutional system. (laughs) Some like MSNBC regular and past writer for Above the Law and The Nation. Above the Law, is that the Steven Seagal movie? (laughs) No, that must be some other lawyer publication (laughs) that this guy does not write for and he's mad about. (laughs) Uh, Ellie Mistel objected that Biden's speech did not go far enough because it is not just MAGA Republicans, but all Republicans who are white supremacists. Mistel and others have uh, have denounced the Constitution as, quote, trash. <laughs> and even some law professors want to reclaim America from constitutionalism. The, constitu- <laughs> the Constitution is good. Everything about it is good. If you're mad at it, you're bad. <laughs> uh this crisis of faith is being fueled by a failure of leadership in fueling the ri- uh, the rising rage in our country. It was particularly chilling to see Biden denounce millions of voters as enemies of the state while flanked by two Marines in Philadelphia. That was cool. <laughs> well, uh, this is the last sentence. While such species, well, species, while such speeches will bring out core voters, it has brought me out. It will also bring out those unstable individuals who hear such words as an actual call to arms. Yeah, Joe Biden militias are roaming the countryside. <laughs> well, that's guy, that guy's cool. A very, like, early, like, a very Barack Obama type of politics. Why yeah, can't no. we be friends? <laughs> um, also, everything that's even remotely left-wing is bad. Yeah, the right is bad for threatening to assassinate, uh, you know, sitting judges or whatever. The left is bad for saying the Constitution is trash. It's all just too damn inflammatory. Civility politics, that's what must reign. You must be nice. Haven't we had enough inflammation, folks? Time to uh, speak about the hand of the king. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, that is correct, yeah. Uh, we are... Uh, we're, we're heading over to our uh, liberal source uh, now, folks. Um, the Intelligencer section of New York Magazine, which has really come up, become a fixture of our show. Let's get into it. <laughs> Well, uh, we're returning to uh, Margaret Hartman, who we've run. We've read a bunch of her articles. Yeah, we're we're what you might call Hartman heads. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome back, champion of the show, Margaret Hartman. Follow your heart. Uh, we've got yeah. an article. Trump asked Diet Coke valet for 2020 election advice. <laughs> what is a Diet Coke valet? <laughs> it's the highest rank of being a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who brings the president a Coke. <laughs> Several times a day. (laughs) It's a bit more than several. We'll get into this uh, right now, folks. Donald Trump's Diet Coke button was his most iconic addition to the White House. When he pressed the red button in a small wooden box on the Resolute desk in the Oval Office, it would inform staff that he was in the mood for another soda. 
a frequent occurrence, as he reportedly consumed around 12 Diet Cokes a day. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a normal amount of soda to drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pretty impressive, if you ask me. And I like the idea that he didn't, it was just an unmarked red button. He'd, like, threaten <laughs> people with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> his hand just starts slowly moving towards the red button. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the button always seemed like one of the more innocuous manifestations of Trump's kingly posturing. Even <laughs> okay. Even he seemed to know it was absurd. Former White House aide Cliff Sims wrote in his 2019 book, Team of Vipers. <laughs> so is he one of the vipers? Self-admitted viper? I don't know. Uh, that Trump would prank guests by letting them uh, them think the button triggered nuclear weapons. I have the same brain as Donald <laughs> Trump. I'm just like, oh, well, yeah, you, this is what you do, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very respectable thing to do with a big unnamed button on your desk. Uh, out of nowhere, he'd suddenly press the button. <laughs> Not sure what to do, guests would look at one another with raised eyebrows. Moments later, a steward would enter the room carrying a glass filled with Diet Coke on a silver platter, and Trump would burst out laughing. But the Diet Coke button may have shaped history in ways we did not previously realize. Let's go. <laughs> uh, on Monday, CNN shared some reporting from New York Times writer Maggie Haberman's forthcoming book, Confidence Man, The Making of Donald Trump and the Breaking of America. That's such a good title, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, revealing that at first he appeared to acknowledge that he'd lost the 2020 election. <laughs> These are some of the, the best Trump quotes I've seen in a while, in my opinion. Haberman writes that in the immediate aftermath of the November 3rd elections, Trump seemed to recognize he had lost to Biden. He asked advisors to tell him what had gone wrong. He comforted one advisor, saying, we did our best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jerry's crying. Don't cry, Jerry. <laughs> Trump told junior press aides, I thought we had it. <laughs> Seemingly almost embarrassed by the outcome, according to Haberman. He's going around Of the course he was room. embarrassed by the outcome. He's, he's patting his teammates on the back. Hey, he's like, next year. The vast majority of Donald Trump's life is just like one human humiliating event after another <laughs> yeah, and then so he randomly really became president people. so he was like oh yeah it'll i'll do it again yeah i'll never lose <laughs> yeah exactly but at some point trump's mood changed haberman writes and he abruptly informed aides he had no intention of departing the white house in late january 2021 for biden to move in uh i'm not leaving you can't make me <laughs> we read one time that uh rudy giuliani came up with this plan at this like while they were losing in the room and he was just like getting drunk as shit and so i guess trump probably felt that way for a couple hours and then rudy talked to him there's a thing called squatters rights <laughs> very true that would be so cool <laughs> he's, he's just taking up a wing of the white house <laughs> Uh, publicly, Trump said he'd certainly leave the White House if the Electoral College voted for Biden. Haberman writes that during the transition period, he latched onto the stolen election narrative and was frantically uh, looking for some advice on how to proceed, even from his Diet Coke server, per CNN. Trump couldn't decide which path to follow after his 2020 defeat. Haberman writes that he quizzed nearly everyone about which options would lead to success including the valet who brought Diet Cokes when Trump pressed a red button on his Oval Office desk. 
It's unclear if Haberman's book reveals what the Diet Coke valet advised. (laughs) 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 Maybe the server suggested that Trump invite his supporters to a wild January 6th rally, uh, and they suddenly found themselves swapping ideas with Rudy Giuliani, and the rest of Team Definitely Not Normal. Ooh, that's a little little dig right there. Ooh, damn. (laughs) Team of Vipers was cooler. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Or maybe the valet responded to his unhinged rambling with a look that said, Sir, this is a Wendy's. I like that one, guys. Intelligence is big on, like, sir, this is a Wendy's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you said that to Donald Trump, he'd be furious because he's like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you can't I, make me a delicious square hamburger right now. <laughs> I asked him to put one in. They said no. Yeah. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Handing him his Diet Coke and asking if he'd like fries with his next massive hamburger order. Oh, my God. See, that's why they should have given Donald Trump, like, a show on network television for this time uh, that he's not in office. Yeah. Like, the idea that he's just out there and he just does 30 minutes about why the fries at the White House suck. (laughs) (laughs) They're not breaded right. They don't... They're wilted. They're not smiling. Yeah. They're not not good. (laughs) They're very bad. Sometimes you want a curly (laughs) fry. This is the last sentence here. Either way, it seems like the Diet Coke button, which President Biden removed shortly after taking office, may resurface as evidence in an upcoming House January 6th committee hearing. And that's it. That's the last sentence. Biden wanted to keep the Diet Coke button, but uh, Jill was like, no. No, unhealthy. You can't have a Bridge button. the divide. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all we got for the intelligencer. We're going to move on. <laughs> To this weird fucking website we found, uh, which we all, when we clicked on it, we thought it was the Riot Times, uh, but it turns out it's the Rio Times. Uh, we've got an article called Swedish Newspaper Published Leaked U.S. Secret Plan to Destroy German Economy by Curated Alternative Narratives. This has legs. Uh Let's hear the Brazilian report on the American plan to destroy the German economy, folks. (laughs) So, I had never heard of this website, so, uh, Joe, you know, we just sort of looked at the website, uh, the tabs, you know, the different styles of article you can find. Uh, We've got Lucifone World. Which is like greater Portuguese (laughs) news. I was reading about... uh, Cape Verde and Mozambique. Uh, startups, IPOs, and technology. Uh, Brazil, Brazil elections, 2022, and defense updates. <laughs> Which implies to me this is a newspaper from Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it starts out here. As the first newspaper in Europe, Swedish Nya Dagbladet published what appeared to be the U.S. classified plans to crush the European economy with a war in Ukraine and an induced uh, energy crisis. Ooh, this is pretty spicy. Dude, Nya Dagbladet was the first to (laughs) cover this? (laughs) Nice. I mean, she's usually first. I mean, Dagbladet has become synonymous with uh, breaking news stories. Uh, In what appears to be an exceptional internal leak from the close-to-government think tank RAND Corporation, known uh, among other things to have been behind American foreign and defense policy strategy during the Cold War, a detailed account is given of how the United States planned the energy crisis in Europe. Let's go. Just document where they're like the spider and the fly. (laughs) (laughs) 
the document dated January acknowledges that uh, that the aggressive uh, foreign policy pursued in Ukraine will pressure Russia into having to intervene militarily in the country. Read also. Check out our coverage on curated alternative narratives. (laughs) 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 Alternative narratives that will be most appealing to you. Uh, the purpose, they explain, is to introduce a sanctions package that has, been prepar- that has been prepared for a long time. The EU's economy, it states, will inevitably collapse as a result of this. And it rejoices, among other things, that resources up to $9,000 billion can flow to the United States and that well-educated European youth will be forced to emigrate. Not a thing. They don't go to school. They just smoke cigarettes all day. Yeah, I like the idea that the reason Maidan <laughs> happened and, like, all the pressure on Ukraine and everything, it's been a long-term plan of ours to make Germany cold. <laughs> 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 they think they're so good over there with their health care. $9,000 billion. Yeah, dude. I don't think that's a real number. No. Uh, that's $9 trillion. Yeah. <laughs> uh their main goal is to divide Europe, especially Germany and Russia, and destroy the Europe- uh, European economy by getting useful idiots in politics to stop Russian energy supplies to the continent. Weakening Germany. Strengthening the U.S. <laughs> this is in all caps, like in uh, 1984. This was like a paragraph section head. <laughs> uh some excerpts from the Rand's do- uh, from the Rand document. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and assume this is real. We are trying to bring Europe to its knees. And this message stolen from the evil company. <laughs> yeah. The present state of the U.S. economy does not suggest that it can function without financial and material support from e- uh, external sources. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. Wow. <laughs> The quantitative easing policy, which the Fed has resorted to uh, resorted to regularly in recent years, and the uncontrolled cash issue during the 2020 and 2021 COVID lockdowns have led to a sharp increase in external debt and an increase in the dollar supply. Whew. That one's getting cut. Who gives a fuck, buddy? Yeah, as soon as, as soon as you start talking about the Fed, I'm like, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> there is an urgent need for resources to flow into the national economy, especially the banking system. <laughs> yeah, the banks need more money. Yeah. Uh, only European countries bound by the EU and NATO commitments can provide them without significant military and political costs for the U.S. Yeah, we're conquering England for its coal deposits. <laughs> we actually kind of are conquering England, though. They deserve it. <laughs> we just killed their damn queen. Yeah. Uh yeah. The biggest obstacle to this... Yes, Pope, the Anglican is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The biggest obstacle to this, according to Rand, is the growing independence of Germany. (laughs) Among other things, it is pointed out that Brexit has given Germany greater autonomy and made it more difficult for the U.S. to influence the decisions of European governments. Well, we built the Fourth Reich. Yeah. We can tear it down. Yeah. If Germany and France cooperate, they will become not only an economic competitor to the United States, but also a political one. Uh, a critical goal that pervades the cynical strategy is to destroy the cooperation between Germany, Russia, and France, which is seen as the most significant economic and political threat to the United States. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, all of Europe is going to team up to beat us. Yeah. It's definitely not the Chinese century. Yeah. Exactly. Uh... 
fear of a damaging U.S. response determines the relatively slow speed of those changes. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening here. I, I think this is just translated from Portuguese, this entire <laughs> article. If one day the U.S. abandon Europe, there will be a good chance for Germany and France to get to a complete political consensus. Then Italy and other old Europe countries, primarily the former ECSC members, may join it on certain conditions. Maybe I should have read this <laughs> I put it in the... Now this is good. Germany and France reach a full political consensus, i.e. Uh, new Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. Italy and other old European countries, i.e. The Axis powers. Yeah, the rest of the <laughs> Axis powers that Napoleon conquered. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Britain, which is currently outside the EU, will not be able to resist the pressure of the Franco-German duo alone. If implemented, this scenario, uh, this scenario will eventually turn Europe into an economic and political competitor to the United States. It is true. Europe is, like, our bitch. Yeah, and it's very funny that Britain left the EU for no reason. No reason at all. Now their economy shrinks by, like, 10% every year. <laughs> An increase in the flow of resources from Europe to the U.S. can be expected if Germany begins to experience a controlled economic crisis. This it like it kind of reads like real raw news. Um, the pace of economic development in the EU depends almost without alternative on the state of the German economy, which is true because we set up the Fourth Reich in Europe. Yeah, but once again, the EU is our thing. We're not scared of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. We made them do it. Yeah. Uh, due to coalition constraints, the German leadership is not in complete control of the situation in the country. Thanks to the U.S.'s precise actions, it has been possible to block the commissioning of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. A word, a collection of words that I definitely have seen before and have read before and really have no fucking idea what it is. They were going to build a bigger pipeline to sell more gas to Europe from Russia. Now they're not gonna. I thought right. Nord Stream was like some racist guy on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the only feasible way to guarantee Germany's re uh, rejection of Russian energy supplies is to involve both sides in the military conflict in Ukraine. That's right, folks. Germany is invading Russia <laughs> in the winter. Yeah. In winter. Oh, my gosh. Le what a throwback. Holy shit. Our further actions in this country will inevitably lead to a military response from Russia. Uh, the prerequisite for Germany to fall into this trap is the leading role of green parties and ideology in Europe. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, the German Greens are in are in the, the German Greens are an intensely dogmatic, if not a zealous, movement, which makes it relatively easy to make them ignore economic arguments. Okay. So they're saying this is just going to go right over the German Green Party's heads. They're not going to notice this. <laughs> and we're just going to trick them. Uh, yeah, I'm... the German Green Party is hilarious as a concept because it just it keeps gaining like a larger vote share. And it just stands for absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, shit, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, all right. Expected consequences. A reduction in Russian energy supplies, ideally a complete halt of such supplies, would lead to disastrous outcomes for German industry. Oh yeah, the one uh, cogent policy the Greens have put forward is they've closed many of the nuclear power plants in Germany. They have? Yeah, yeah, that could produce the energy that they need. Okay. I almost, I almost tried to hit the microphone like a jewel. <laughs> Start sucking on it. I went for it and I was like, wait. <laughs> 
Yesterday, I was uh, smoking and eating a Twizzler. <laughs> and you can imagine what happened. <laughs> I, I'm hoping you tried to draw on the Twizzler, but I'm leaning more towards you bit the blunt. <laughs> you try to smoke on the Twizzler, and you're like, wait, this isn't right. So you go to take a bite of your Twizzler, and you yeah, bite I like the blunt. Twizzler on fire. <laughs> Melted onto myself. I have horrific Twizzler burns. <laughs> Chased by small rodents for the rest of my life. Very true. I'm the sugar man. <laughs> I'm the sugar man. It's the name of the episode. The sugar I'm, man. Yeah, I'm the sugar man. I'm the sugar man. No other context. Look okay. out, ladies. The sugar man's in town. You have to get exactly this far. Lockdowns in industrial enterprises will cause shortages of components and spare parts for manufacturing, a breakdown of logistic chains, and eventually a domino effect. The cumulative loss of the German economy can be estimated only approximately. Wow. <laughs> this is so interesting. Yeah, this is a deeply uh, cool article. <laughs> I feel like this cricket is mocking us. It is. I'm going to fucking shoot it. Say something <laughs> funny, assholes. <laughs> no. No. Never. We're reading a really dry Portuguese <laughs> translation about... I don't really know what it's about, to be honest. This is Portuguese economic poetry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is Portuguese economic poetry about how uh, the U.S. Uh, wanted Germany to become cold. Right. And we orchestrated Ukraine solely for that reason, to collapse <laughs> the German economy. And if so, that's honestly the most impressive thing we've done in quite a long time. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's 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 quite a long time in the making. Yeah, uh, you got to give it to our boys at the Rand. Yeah, uh, shout out. They they crunched the numbers, uh, and I don't feel like uh, reading the rest of this. So you guys want to wrap it up here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, at the end of the article, they say that all of the smart people in Germany are going to leave and come to the United States, <laughs> yeah. and that this will start a second German migration, and that's why we want to do it. Sure. Thank it will. you for listening to Boomer Death Squad, <laughs> the number one German migration podcast on the left. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. We'll have a Discord linked in the bio. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. I've been Matt. Bye bye. See ya. Toodle.
Hier spricht Svetlana. Mach ihm mit Hand 20 Euro. Lutschi 50 Euro. Russisch 70 Euro. In Wanne oder Vorklau 